0: Hey there, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast, episode number 83 uh, with Casey Welch from tallow uh, So he speaks about uh, Tallow, which is a digital platform connecting students with uh, career opportunities. Uh, so this is one that I recorded a little while back. Uh, I was able to catch uh, Casey for a quick moment of his time. Um, this is one that's a little bit more informed by uh, the current ongoing pandemic. Uh, so you'll hear a little bit more about uh, uh, that and how It continues to be so important to connect students with great career opportunities while they're going through college or thinking about uh, ahead for their uh, college journey and how to uh, make the most of that. So uh, really appreciate all that Casey shared. Uh, There's ways to connect with him and Talo in the show notes as usual. Uh, but just really appreciate the uh, connection with Casey and being able to talk with him about this and uh, keep on pumping out uh, great content for you all. Uh, really appreciate your continued support and uh, for listening to the show. Uh, but without further ado, this is episode number 83 with Casey Welch. But yeah, thank you so much uh, for taking time out for the podcast here, Casey. Um, this is uh, just for people's reference. Another great kind of serendipitous uh, connection for the podcast that came out of uh Sort of the aftermath, uh, unfortunately, of South by Southwest CDU being canceled, but I'm really great, grateful that uh, there's a lot of great podcast episodes that are still coming out from uh, folks that I was kind of connecting with in anticipation of the conference, and uh, I think this will just be really another great opportunity to talk through um, things surrounding kind of digital engagement and just uh, for even just for my own sake to just like connect and learn about another uh, uh, professional out in the kind of greater higher ed landscape doing really uh, cool and interesting work. So I really appreciate you, Casey, taking some time out for the show today.
1: Absolutely. Honor to be part of it.
0: Um, So we will start out as we always do. If you just want to give a brief introduction of who you are and your professional journey of how you got to be where you are today.
1: Absolutely. So, uh, my name's Casey Welsh. Um, I'm currently the CEO and co-founder of a company called Tallo, um, where we are connecting the future talent pipeline with uh, colleges across the country and, and companies, and giving people outlets to showcase themselves and uh, remove some of those geographic barriers. So, so doing it in a virtual way. As far as my background and journey, um, I I grew up in a very I'd say rural town outside of uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So an old manufacturing town, um, to be exact, uh, graduated with, you know, 80 students uh, from a high school of which my parents graduated with 400 a number of years before me. So basically, you know, small town, rural manufacturing moves out. Very, you know, not a really diverse area, um, to to be frank. And uh, so throughout my journey and in coming up through that, there were some outlets that we did have. I did have um, one with sports um, that kind of led a little bit to my journey of getting where I was today. Um, I was a, a football player. Um, I was a kicker in college and uh, got a chance to play at at uh, Purdue University. But in, in getting to that journey uh, and coming there um, like. I feel like so many, so many students. Right, we all pursue. A lot of us pursue different paths. Um, I went to the higher ed and said, "All right, what should I do? You know, how about I become an orthodontist? It looks like something where I can make a lot of money." Um, I, I myself was a uh, a product of an orthodontist and in in uh, having braces at one point and thought it would sound great. And in going there, right, going to college and dealing with athletics and college uh, academics. At the same time, I was faced with a a, a strange challenge in my life. And one of which they said, okay, you're here to play football, but you can either um, pursue that degree in orthodontics or play football, but you don't have time to do both of them. Mm. So early on in my career, it kind of took me at a little bit of a different path. And, uh, you know, eventually led me into... Uh, graduating into a career in industrial and edu- in engineering education, um, you know, working for a large, um, <clears throat> a large banking company, uh, Citigroup at the time.
0: Very interesting. Um, yeah, and it's so That's funny because I think uh, people, uh, as they're starting to figure out like career goals, there's just like some gravitational pulls. So there's like what did my parents do? Or like, what do they do? Or did they do or anything? Like, that's just all you kind of have exposure to. But it's always interesting. if It's like, like I thought I was going to do this and I did something completely different. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's always funny. Um, well, you, you know, you talked a lot about your own college experience. If you want to just spend a little bit more time there, like when you reflect back, like what is sort of, most salient, like what really left the biggest impact, like stuff that still kind of is coming up for you personally and or professionally today in terms of, you know, experiences, mentors, you know, friends, any of those, any or all of those things, like what what still kind of feels uh, relevant to you today?
1: Yeah, um, I think, you know, college is, you know, everybody has their own experiences and their own takeaways. Um, You know, I I know some people that we still talk about, um, you know, some talk about some of the courses or professors that they had. I think I had probably, if I think about it, two major takeaways um, from my college experience. I, I think the first one came early on, which, as I mentioned, coming from a pretty small rural town where, you know, 99 percent of my, my town was Caucasian. Um, I got a chance to go to a a university that had, you know, people from around the world and all different diverse capacities, you know, from obviously, you know, ethnicity, but also different backgrounds. And um, I got a chance to not only um, compete with them, I got a chance to also study with them and, you know, also lived with a very diverse group of students as well. And I think that really helped me, as I think back on it, understand and get a different appreciation from viewpoints, um, not only around the country, but around the world. And what people were doing, and uh, and so that really opened my eyes. Coming from that small town, and um, and understanding also how to how that when you get to that level, you kind of when you go to college, you're all on the same level playing field, and so it didn't matter if you went to the best schools in the country or the most underserved, or you know you went to you know different parts of the world. Together there, I was really able to see how I compared to them for once in my life. Um, you know, graduating with 80 kids in high school, um, you know, it's not really that hard to be close to the top. But when you're coming out with a graduating class of 4,000, right, it's, it's a little bit different. And so I think the diversity aspect and a different appreciation of where people came from was um, something that I think really set the stage for uh, where I've, I've gone and, um, and what I've learned. And I, I think the second thing, Dustin, that if I think about it, that I really got is I I can't say that there's a really a course, um, that stood out to me. Um, I think it was more the people, the people I did it with the journeys we went through together and the teamwork. And also that ability to, that was really my first foray into the corporate world and the job world. And, uh, what I meant by that was I was a, I was a student athlete. So, you know, I wasn't allowed to have jobs in the summer. Um, my, my job was a sport. And it's not because I didn't want to, it's because there wasn't time. And at that point, even NCAA didn't allow you to do it. And so um, getting a chance to go to that job fair and realizing, you know, you go through that whole time and you study, but then everybody's thrown into that career fair. And uh, it was very overwhelming, but also very eye-opening and getting a chance to really see that there were opportunities that my skills aligned with that went range for um you know, moving oil rigs with ExxonMobil to, you know, Rubbermaid, the Tupperware uh, that we all love and use every day in our life to, you know, doing global security for, you know, one of the largest banks in the world. And uh, and at that point, I really got to see, wow, you know, it's we have all different skills and attributes. And um, that's where I really got that first foray um, into it. And so those were two of the big takeaways that I took away from my college experience
0: yeah well and I feel like I'm already starting to like get the like mental synapses together in terms of like the work that you're doing now and like really trying to like bridge these gaps to get like you know uh students who have these really great skills and experiences and like a diversity of them with you know all like you said like all these different kind of opportunities that you yourself were uh, seeing at those career fairs and those sort of things but kind of building this uh kind of digital space of I guess kind of do something similar but I mean if you so if you want to uh, explore more of uh, I'm going to just explain more in terms of the work that you're doing now and just sort of get into too I mean um, you know what's really exciting you about it engaging you about it right now in terms of um, yeah just kind of coming at it every day with like kind of the same enthusiasm and those sort of things but um, I guess yeah just any anything more in terms of like perhaps the genesis of the idea and like how you got yeah. started and just like yeah what's keeping you engaged right now too
1: Yeah. Well, I think you kind of hit on the head, um, Dustin, which, you know, kind of my story and really led to where where I am today. Um, You know, I really wasn't a person that set out and said, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to start a company. Um, Never came across my mind uh, growing up or at any point of it. And it was really those life circumstances and those abilities of where I got that really looked at and said, you know, how how can I help and make a difference? And, you know, the current work that we're doing today here at Tallow is um, really, how do you, you you know, really provide those opportunities based on what people's skills and talents are and connect them with what that opportunity is. And, um, you know, often you mentioned about it, we, you know, as a student, even sometimes an adult, you know, we really don't know what we don't know. And so, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on what is that first uh, major that we're going to study in, when in all actuality, I think people on average, you know, 60 to 70 percent of students or maybe even higher change their major by the time that they graduate. And so what we're trying to do is to say, well, you know, if you look at the corporate sector, a lot of times they know the jobs and the availability and what they're going to need for the next You know five to ten years now some of the skills and those attributes might change but in general a lot of times they know where it's going and where it's trending and in some of the work that i was doing after my time at citigroup it was working with a lot of major employers to say the first time we see these kids are when they graduate from a college job fair and um, what we see is what we're going to get and unfortunately we don't have enough supply going into the areas that we need with enough of the skills that we want. And we wish that we could have got to them earlier and told them about what these skills were that we needed and how to get here. So when, the, when we made it to that point, we would have the supply with the type of skills that we were looking for. And they really didn't have a way to do it, um, Dustin, to be frank. It was just going to that and showing up at that career fair when somebody was coming out of that into the funnel. And so likewise, though, we also realized the same problem was on the student side and saying, well, like you said, we know what our parents do. We know what our teachers do. We know some of the things that are, we see on TV. Mm-hmm. But how do we take those skills that we have and better align those with opportunities in the future to open up the doors of things that we never thought of? And, um, you know, that's the beautiful part, I think, about technology and virtually is we connect. You know, we do it every day. Um, and so how to create that that one place whereas talent you can showcase yourself and companies you can showcase who you are um, and how do we get those right fits together and um, that really brought my experience together and um, and it's pretty cool when you have a you know a chance Dustin to do something that um, really nobody's ever done, which is how do you take that talent pipeline from as early as 13 years of age the whole way through adulthood and connect it? Um, it's a big challenge. It's a hard one. I also understand why now that I live it, why people don't do it every day. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you can do that, you have the opportunity to change lives. And, um, some people don't understand why educators do what they do, right. They don't, they don't do it for the money. Um, a lot of times, right. They do it for that chance when you can change somebody's life for that moment where they say, wow, um, you know, we can all think back to a teacher at some point that said something or did something that inspired us, good or bad, to do it. And uh, it changes the way they view it. Well, here at Tallow, you know, we get that opportunity on a on a regular basis to help make those connections that can change people's lives, whether it's on the corporate side or the higher ed, helping them to find these great opportunities uh, that these students can pursue that gets them closer to their dream job. Um it's a, it, it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty exciting and challenging way to lead our, uh, you know, to do what I do every day and to do it with people that are just as passionate in our team members, um, makes it even a little more special. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, really great stuff. And I mean, and just that idea too of like, cause they, yeah, like you said, like, and you know, they still happen, but certainly, you know, many years ago, like you would have to wait for that college fair that you're going to maybe in your senior year of college. and, and kind of get to that finish line and have them be like, mm, no, actually we were looking for this. And it's like, well, I mean, if I knew that you were looking for this, then I might've been doing things differently. And it, that, that being kind of like a friction point, which I think has, you okay. know, reached its apex and there's now a lot of, you know, um, you know, just platforms or just awareness of this more so now. And, um, you know, appreciating the, the work that, uh, you know, you're doing in this space to help, uh, kind of alleviate those, um, sort of, uh, misalignments and things. So, well, I guess like, you know, you mentioned, I think, a lot of those things, and I guess just generally, too, like, um, whether it's, like, with the work that you're doing or things that are just more personal that, you know, obviously just kind of uh, may come into work or just more personally fulfilling, like, what are you geeking out about right now? Obviously, I, I can tell you have a lot of passion for, like, this space in and of itself, so I'm not sure if there's maybe, like... um things that you're thinking about or working on or, um, kind of, uh, engaging with that you're geeking out about, or just like other like personal yeah. hobbies that you're like having fun with or something. But yeah, anything that comes to mind, I guess that you want to share.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think Dustin inspired, you know, kind of by, you know, uh, the, the events that are taking place, um, you know, across the world here and understanding when, like you said, you know, you think about the college side, um, that we deal with a lot where those opportunities a lot of times were always met in person. And they were met in, you know, hoping that that college came to where I was and hoping I walked by and and saw them and made that connection. And, you know, in light of what's happening right now, um, you know, those opportunities, they weren't there for everybody before. And I think even more so now they're not there for even people that they were there for before. And so when I think about that, kind of where, you know, I guess, you know, if you put it in kind of geeking out and what I'm looking at right now is saying, how do we make even more of those connections virtually possible? And not only for that, how do we do it for other populations? So for as we're looking into the adult side and saying, well, based on certain events, now some of them need to go back and get additional higher ed certificates, degrees. Some of them are looking at changing their careers. As well um, as we go to it, so how do we help make those happen when maybe they don't have the time or the infrastructure isn't in place there, like in the in the typical ways going forward? So, what's kind of got my mind going right now is how do we help more people? Um, how do we help more people where their challenges are different? You know, they have. If you think about adults, you know, they have they have jobs. Some of them may have families, and you know, we need to help to them to get that other credential, certificate, degree to help better pursue their life. And so I'm trying to figure out how do we solve those challenges with those populations and how do we do it quicker than ever? And, um, that's really what I've been focusing on as far as hobbies and interests. Um, I think those are really important. Um, even for me personally, um, now I don't do the best at making time for them always. Um, they kind of act a lot of times, I think, as release valves. So you know, if it's doing stuff with the outdoors and my family and different parts of it, I think those are really good stress relievers um, that in in the midst of the time and this constant innovation and change that we're doing, um, it's important to make time for those two and make those a priority uh, with all of us as we go forward, just as a as a sanity check um, so that we don't get lost um, in this completely, you know, virtual society.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause I think too, like I've tried to get ahead of those moments where it's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so stress- stressed out. I need my hobbies to kind of like release and like try to, and, you know, cause everybody, you know, probably just like, Oh, I wish I had more time, you know, like for the hobbies. And so <laughs> it's like, you know, try not to, uh, you know, kind of torture ourselves too much about it. But, um, cause yeah, I think, you know, you can have those moments sometimes with the hobbies where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm going out in nature and just taking a walk and you're almost kind of like, letting your mind be bored and then that you get this like epiphany of like oh yes now you know like have this great idea for something or kind of just got a breakthrough um so definitely you know really important for those things and i think you know the other part just in terms of kind of geeking out about the work that you're doing like that's what i've always loved about kind of the potential of you know these digital spaces is that you know it can be accessible to anybody and just be able to be um bringing so many different people together um for any number of reasons but certainly you know in the work that you're doing you know like you said whether it's somebody very early on you know as young as 13 or somebody looking maybe to like break in and maybe they're moving somewhere new and getting into some different um you know industry you know could be able to kind of Curate some information of like, well, you know, in anticipation of that, maybe I yeah should go back to um, take some short courses and certificates and like those sort of things to like better position themselves and those sort of things. So, um, yeah, very very cool stuff. So, um, and I guess you know, if there are, um, in those times that you do have them to, uh, you know, engage with any sort of, uh, reading or, uh, listening to like podcasts or something, or, um, you know, watching stuff like anything that comes to mind in terms of like, what's grabbing your attention and again can, it could be kind of just more, uh, personally related for fun or stuff that you're seeing. That's like, um, you know, perhaps more related to the work that you do, but, um, yeah, what's grabbing your attention stuff. Maybe we could, uh, link out to in the show notes here. Yeah.
1: Yeah no so well I'm not the most you know creative one on that side of it but um, you know some of the things that I guess I've been I've been reading internally um, there's a there's a good book that um, John Maxwell put out uh, it's called Leadership and what it is is talking about kind of leaders as companies about how are you how are you getting out in front and being and those companies that aren't being nimble or ready to adapt um, are going to have challenges in our society to come. So it's about, again, being more more agile out there, looking ahead, and also looking ahead, but also not, look, also not forgetting about the other people that you're trying to bring along with you. So at what rate do you bring them? While they're focused on the tasks at hand, um, you need to be looking out there on what are those next things to come that maybe aren't even being talked about yet, and uh, how that can be a scary place as well. And uh, that's okay, you know. It's kind of they talk about, uh, um, you know, yeah, you know, some of the different parts or you know some of the different attributes there. Um, I think then in general, I think right now with everything going on, it's very interesting. I've been reading a lot um, more on just content that's being put out. Is how are how are especially higher ed colleges looking at um, changing the way that they're going about um, recruitment? and so when some of these challenges get put in place with them where they can't do the visits and they can't get people on campus and they're also trying to engage this diverse population that may not have that they may not have normally hit how do they get creative in these times that we're dealing with and how do they engage with them in different ways um, that they wouldn't normally do Um, and so i've been looking at a lot of that um, also reading and seeing how are the, the companies adapting to that as well. Hmm. And I think, um, last but certainly not least, Dustin, it's just, how are the students looking at things differently? And I think that's a perspective that I haven't seen as much out there. Um, that's actually some of the work we're even starting to look at a little bit more. Is just, what are they dealing with in these, in these different times? You know, what are they concerned about and at what, what point in their career do they have these concerns, so that we can share that? And sometimes it's a it's a welcoming spot when you know you're not in it alone. And so we're trying to also highlight those concerns and then you know connect connect them from there.
0: Yeah, it's all interesting stuff because I think too. I mean, so much of the work that I feel like is happening right now in higher ed, like the first uh, the book that you mentioned, the leadership, to like because it gets to I think the point that's been swirling a lot for me is like because on one hand just like when people are being kind of like disruptive it's like well you're trying to kind of like make change and kind of like not bring anybody else with you so like you're kind of just saying well this is the way that needs to be and we're kind of you know uh the bull in the china shop or something you know (laughs) but then like if you're kind of trying to like reform which I feel like I've always like resonated more with is you know you're trying to get that kind of coalition built get everybody on the same page and um you know, really in agreement with what needs to be done and why and how you're going to do it and all those sort of things. So, um, it's always interesting for me to see, um, kind of those more thoughtful approaches to kind of change management and all that. Cause I think, you know, we've also, I think seen kind of the, um, the end of perhaps the, um, just every industry just constantly being like disrupted and disrupted. And it's like, because (laughs) a lot of those companies are like ones where it's like, and they never turn a profit and they're just like taking on this funding. And it's just like chaos until potentially maybe they like, you know, go public or whatever, you know, it's like, I think we're going to start to see a trend of more, you know, thoughtful companies really trying to, you know, perhaps like in the higher ed space, like just engage more with colleges and just kind of collaborate and kind of augment, you know, the great work that, colleges are doing and not trying to, like, replace them or, um, yeah. you know, any of the people that work at them. So, um, well, yeah,
1: I think they're a critical part, right? We all know that, um, they're a critical part. And I think sometimes also we hear Dustin and I, I don't know if you all do, but sometimes we, it's a lot of times when people think about innovation and change, they also think it costs more and, uh, and, and it doesn't, um, all the time, right? Sometimes it does. But a lot of times innovation does not have to be disrupt. It can be a a disruptive solution that's not disruptive to your time, to your schedule or your bottom dollar sometimes and what you have to pay towards it. And I think as you look at those solutions and look at it, you know, they come at all different levels. And so um, just because something new doesn't mean that it's going to take away your time and it doesn't mean that it's going to also cost you more to implement that you don't have room in your budgets for. And um, I think companies are starting to get more and more creative about that. Um, as well as, as you mentioned, I think you brought up a good point on the sustainable business models, right? Too the answer is not free, 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 but the answer is does it make sense, right? And um, what you can look at. So I think we're going to see more, more innovative creativity around those fronts too here over the coming, uh, coming months and years.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think to or you like, I'm not trying to make like disruption a dirty word by any means. Cause yeah, like there can be things that are positively disruptive where it's like, yeah, there's been this paradigm of like, this is the way that we've always done it. And then there's maybe this tool or platform that comes in and it's like, Oh my gosh, like this has just like, you know, saved so much time and made it, you know, made things more transparent for everybody and like information more accessible or something, you know, so there could, and I think there does need often be that kind of, uh, you know, shift happening. But, um, yeah, it's kind of just been like some of the like traditional uses of the word but um and yeah like you said it's like yeah it doesn't need to be like a huge cost or like you know um any of those other things that i think do get associated with like you know this uh you know disruptive kind of uh innovation and change and stuff like that so um yeah really interesting stuff um well, I guess then, you know, we'll start to wrap up, you know, and just in terms of, uh, you know, I, I very much appreciate, I think, your your energy and enthusiasm that, you know, I feel in terms of the the work that you're doing and, um, you know, what you're uh, always having with like in terms of the vision of the outcomes that are uh, coming out for like the students and everybody like uh, utilizing your platform and everything. So just broadly, again, it can be kind of an any or all uh, sort of question here in terms of like just optimistically, like, what are you looking forward to in terms of your uh, job, life, and or the world? So any one or all of those kind of categories, just uh, anything that you're looking forward to?
1: Yeah. Um, I think that's a good question, Dustin. Um, I think (laughs) we look forward to it, right? When I think about, I don't know, you know, kind of running a company, sometimes my job, life and world goes with company and family all at the same time. But um, I think as far as what I'm looking to, forward to is just how we're going to continually change and I think how we are going to all of us do our part whether it's from our company personally whatever it is um to help support um you know not only our country but our world through some of the challenging times that have um you know recently happened or will continue to happen and I think there is a there is a great place where we can again how do we become more agile and nimble so that we can mitigate these when they happen so that they don't impact our economy and they don't impact our personal lives? Um, because sometimes they are you know, very much directly related. You know, if I don't have a job, I can't do the things that I want to do for my family and I, I can't be focused on some of the impacts I want to do to the world. And so how do we continue to get people into those right areas as quickly as we can especially when um, challenges hit us, especially unexpected ones. And so um, I'm looking forward to us doing our part there um, to help being a, you know, a tiniest piece of that solution and working with those that are also, you know, doing a lot more and teaming up together.
0: Cause yeah, I think that's too, it's like, is it all on like one, organization or one person's shoulders to like you know completely change and transform like uh this this kind of space here because i think yeah it's like probably you know it's gonna be a lot of different people all kind of moving the needle a little bit um to uh yeah just change how people i think view uh this kind of space around just like you know, how we view, because I think, like you said, it's it's just so kind of fundamental in terms of like, we all have to work. It's, you know, just a core piece of life of how we contribute to the world and those sort of things. But if it's really aligning the right people to the right opportunities and the right place and time and um, those sort of things where, you know, we're utilizing our strengths and, uh, doing work that we care about and, uh, kind of being like gainfully employed and those sort of things and like whatever that means for each individual person. But, um, yeah, I feel like that can be such a key that unlocks uh, so much. So um, certainly as uh, time well spent as much as uh, yeah, it might be <laughs> all-encompassing in terms of, like, your world where it's just, like, you know, uh, always so much to be done. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, yeah, time well spent. It's good work to be doing, and I appreciate that you uh, are committing to that. Because I, I guess I can imagine, yeah, I mean, it's only, only growing, like, and just... <laughs> I mean, just growing objectively, growing more important and necessary. And it's one of those things that I feel like just, you know, there's never maybe like an off moment. You know, like everybody's always trying to kind of like, you know, hustle and find and search and maybe needing some assistance and help and uh, all those sort of things. So, um yeah, oh, it, I mean, you,
1: you think about it, right? Especially in the different economies when different things happen. I mean, you can go back to 2008. You can go back to, you know, when different recessions hit, right? And maybe companies weren't hiring, but people were understanding at that point, you know, job security and a lot were going back to higher ed, right? Our universities and two-year colleges were, you know, at all-time highs at that point. And then as the economy got better, Right. You know, higher ed started to go down because there were so many jobs and it's going to continue to go up and down. And I think, you know, the better we can be able to adapt to those and and uh, like you said, you know, team up together. I mean, Amazon's giant, but, you know, even Amazon needs help in teaming up. And so um, the more and more we can work collaboratively together, um, I, I don't know. I think that's the way. I mean, there might be somebody out there that has that silver bullet solution. I haven't seen it yet. But, uh, you know, I'm willing to bet there's, a, there's enough, you know, smart, creative, innovative companies that are working to collaborate, you know, as we look at certifications and we look at higher ed and we look at the corporate and economic development and all these different areas that uh, we're going to team up together and we're going to provide a, a solution that can help as many people as possible. And so I'm excited. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And, uh Hey, if any of those people are out there, you know, love to talk and and see how we can team
0: up together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, it's always it's just like a good energy too. where it's just like, like looking forward to the challenge, you know, like, it's going to be a challenge. But um, yeah, just putting that energy out there. And like you said, kind of bringing everybody together. um, Yeah, it's going to be. Really cool to see the you know the great continued work that uh, you and your team are doing, and um, I just appreciate you so much for for jumping on and talking about uh, talking about that work, talking about uh, your story and uh, everything that you shared. And we'll you know uh, have ways to connect with you and uh, Tallow in the uh, show notes as usual. But um, yeah, just really great stuff, and thank you so much for a little bit of your time here to to talk through all of it.
1: Hey, I appreciate it, Dustin.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast.